0: Hello, my friends. This is Bishop Campbell. Welcome you again to a short meditation on the theme of living the Catholic life. Every October, in fact, October eighteenth, we celebrate the feast of the evangelist Saint Luke. It's a remarkable feast day because Luke was known not only as an evangelist but also as a physician. In fact, he was called the beloved physician in the New Testament. And therefore, the Feast of St. Luke became an opportunity not only to dwell upon the gift of the evangelists given to us, who actually preserved the gospel message of Jesus, since Jesus himself never apparently wrote down a word, but it is also an opportunity to consider the meaning of the Church's ministry of healing and realizing that it is around the Feast of St. Luke that Catholic physicians, nurses, and so many uh, members of the medical profession and the first responders began to celebrate the healing arts and to reflect on their meaning as people of faith. I think one of the interesting things about St. Luke is that in his recording of the miracles of Jesus, especially the miracles of healing, there is a reflection on the intimate relationship of body and soul in the human person and on both the physical and the spiritual realities of illness. How often does our Lord say in healing, one who is ill or or crippled, go in peace, your sins are forgiven. And I, I think that was a statement not only that there was a connection between the spirit and the body in that person, but also a recognition that a healing is an example of God's message of salvation, of being rescued, as it were, from a world that is touched by weakness and by sin. And you may notice in the Gospel of Luke that Christ is often presented as the doctor of souls as well as the healer of bodies. And I think, you know, even in a secular sense, the reality exists that what we suffer in our bodies is going to touch the character of our spiritual life, and vice versa. And I think in uh, looking at the miracles of healing in the uh, Bible, there's always this association with acts of faith. Our Lord asks one person who asked to be healed, do you think that I can do this? And the man responds, yes, I do. And in that faith, our Lord heals the man. But we have to realize that those healings were temporary. In fact, the healings at that point were really coterminous with human life. Even Lazarus himself died again after being resuscitated from death. And I think one of the great gifts of the healing that we read of uh, through the hands of Jesus is not only that healing of, of the body, but the gift of the loss of fear of natural death. A gift of peace that is given, that even in our weakness, the hand of God is upon us, guiding, leading, giving hope, And in view of all of these wonderful messages that came from Jesus, from the evangelist, from the very beginning, Christians were dedicated to the healing ministries. From the very beginning, they cared for the sick as well as for the poor. They established places of of care. And in fact, to this very day, the Catholic Church is known for its extensive health organizations and their commitment to those healing arts. And the Church approaches the nature of that healing in a very powerful and very focused way. For it is the focus both on the healing of the body and the soul. And following the example of Christ, the Church itself, in a very powerful sacrament, celebrates this healing uh, concern of Jesus Christ in what we know is the sacrament of the anointing of the sick. Now, the Church asks us to meditate continually on the meaning of suffering. And not only on the relief of suffering that is incumbent on all of us to the extent of our ability to do so, but also the way in which suffering may have a deeper meaning, calling us to a deeper understanding of our own life, our own existence, to awaken us questions of why we are here, where we are going, where should we uh, be doing. And it calls us also to assist in the relief of that suffering wherever we can, both in a physical way and in the presence of our prayers and our concern and our support. Of course, this is significantly exemplified in the establishment of the hospitals. But I think when we celebrate this sacrament of the anointing of sick, we teach something that is profoundly important for all of us as followers of Christ. We understand that sickness marks a very critical moment in human existence here on earth. It can remind us of the fact that our authority, our power in this world, has a great limit it also warns us about our weakness and what that weakness can mean. It allows us to ask those large questions, and it also awakens us to a need to a more particular attention and care to ourselves as both a physical and spiritual reality. And in the Sacrament of Anointing, the Church uses an ancient physical sign that is associated with oil. Oil was extraordinarily basic to the world in which our, our Lord appeared among us. It was the ancient world's butter, by and large. It was also used as an ointment to heal. It was used for illumination in lamps. It was used to anoint rulers and priests. It had a very profound reality. And for this reason, that, that blessed oil is used as that physical sign and that uh, point of conveyance of God's grace in that critical moment that all of us, I think, are inevitably going to face, the moment of weakness and sickness. And in the celebration of that sacrament of the anointing, If there is a physical healing, we are to rejoice and to give thanks. And they do occur. But the primary purpose of the celebration of that sacrament of the anointing is to increase our faith, which may be weakened by our our, uh, suffering and by our illness, and to impart courage. We do this through the invocation of the Holy Spirit to assure the one who is ill that he is not alone in this trial. The entire church is with him. Christ is present, the power of the Holy Spirit and the many prayers that are offered for his intention. And we also want to assert that in all, all manner of things, the victory of Jesus Christ will be manifested. Ultimately, in that moment of death, but existentially in moments of weakness and concern, moments of doubt and fear, it is the victory of Jesus Christ that gives us that deep faith, that profound courage. To be able to stand before Christ, seek his assistance, praise him for his love, and await the fullness of his glory.